The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're Mr. Ray of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, you know, sometimes we got to change the game up a little bit. You know, you may come in with one thing on your mind about what matters, and, and then, you know, something happens. And, and all of a sudden, something else becomes a little bit more important to you. And that is, uh, you know, I'm the kind of person, listen, man, there, there are people in this world that, uh, you know, the world is all about people. A world without people is, that's kind of a different kind of world. You know what I mean? So you got to think about people that contribute to your life and, and really make a difference. And, and a lot of times there's people behind the scenes. I know years ago when I was playing ball back in Philadelphia, I, I gave this presentation. I was a guest speaker at a United Way function. And, you know, I just, you know, just went in there and, you know, came in there anticipating that I had this written speech. And when I got there, Everything just changed, and it was because of the people that was in the room. And I realized that, you know, I'm about to sit up here and pay homage to these, you know, the big time, the face of the organization. But really, the face of the organization didn't raise this money. They're not the ones who really made it happen. It's the people out there in the audience, you know. And so I really wanted to pay homage to them. And listen, you hear my voice when I come in here every Tuesday. I appreciate the fact that you listen, whether it's live or on demand. I appreciate you call whenever you feel like calling when I'm here in the studios. And you can do that today. 888-346-9144. 888-346-9144. You can call. But my man, Kevin, the gas, gas man back there, the gas man, Kevin, B, he, he really... He'd be on top of his thing. And I really appreciated the way he, you know, well, at least for the past year or so, two years almost, Kev's been just, you know, making it happen for me. I appreciate all the guys back there, but sometimes, you know, people decide that they're going to go, you know, a different way for whatever reason it is, and you always wish them the best. And I understand my, my man Kev is, is going to be going a different direction, uh, but he's done an outstanding job. And that's what matters to me today. Not the other stuff I was going to talk about, but that my man Kev is um, not going to be doing handling the things in the back there for me. So uh, shout out to you, Kev. Uh, I understand there was some hockey that happened uh, a couple weeks ago uh, or last week, I think. We finally got a champion out there. Kevin, remind me of that. Um, last time I was in the studios, at Chicago was doing well. So uh, what matters to me is... Uh, Good man, been doing a good job, and he's moving on. I, I wish him the best of luck. So let's talk about some things. I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to look it up a little bit later. But I understand that uh, Tom got his day uh, with Roger, and Tom spent some time with Roger. He may still be going on, but it, uh, it certainly is something that interests me. And, and I'm not going to get right into that right now. 
uh, because I'm still stuck on. I, okay, I'm. I'm. I gotta admit, I got a a, a hangover that continues to be with me. From the Cavaliers losing, man. I mean, the, the reality of it, they shouldn't even have been there. At the beginning of the year, the way they start off, they weren't supposed to be there. And nobody puts a, a team together during the year that makes it to the NBA championship. That really shouldn't happen. But, you know, you, the way you start, the beginning of a season, your chemistry is, is formed as a team. You go through preseason together and all that. And then into the playoffs, you, you hit a hot spot. You're on top of your game, and you, and you go through the playoffs, and you roll it, and you win a championship. Or you get to the place where you can compete for a championship. But very few times through, throughout the year are you putting pieces together to put a team together that finally gets into the playoffs, and, and they make it to an NBA championship. That doesn't happen. And so I got a problem today. My problem, I, I got... Is with Phil Jackson. Really, Phil, come on, really? I mean, can't you be, Phil, you're above that. You're supposed to be one of the greatest coaches of all time. You know, now you're an executive with another team. It's not the Lakers anymore. It's not the Chicago Bulls. But you're commenting on somebody else's team. Why? If I were you, Phil, I, I would have, and I, I, you know, listen, this is just my own perspective from what I heard. So I, I could be wrong. So I'm just going to say just, I don't care regardless of what comments or was made or comments. I just don't think that there's a place for an executive of a current team to speak about another team and to, to offer any criticism about the play of an individual or that team. That, that's just, to me, that, that's a lack of class. And I always thought Phil was a, such a, a, a man of class, especially when it came to his, his coaching. And as an executive, I thought he would be the same way. But to criticize LeBron James's game and, you know, and come up, really? And, and how he, you know, played throughout the playoffs in, in basketball and what you see and what's going to happen once. You, well, we can't talk about the basketball. People pay to see a game now. It's almost like religion. You know, you know for me, you know, it's, it's, you know, this day, our daily bread. It ain't about tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. Phil, you can't talk to us about when your team learns your system in the future. Hell, who, <laughs> Nobody's guaranteed the future. Now, you might have some guaranteed money, but they might buy you out. How long do you expect us to wait on your team? Hell, you've you got to give LeBron James some credit. Here, man, goes to a team that wasn't even in the playoffs. Probably, I don't think, been to the playoffs since he left. Came back. Doesn't take him just to the playoffs. Takes him to the championship. Goes six games, almost won seven. That's as far as you can go. Given everything he has to give. Athletes are, are, are athletes, okay, they continue to get better, bigger, stronger, faster, quicker, all that stuff. You got to give that man some credit. And you may have. But I'm just saying enough credit and respect to say, you know, I'm not even going to entertain the questions that you would pose to me as it relates to what LeBron James just did. That's 
that man, that team. If you want to talk about my team and what I'm going to do to improve my team and how if you've got one of the greatest players on the planet, why can't you surround him or why can't you make him better? And, and I'm not so sure that what LeBron has done that it doesn't make a strong argument that it's the player rather than the system. Because if the system was so good, you do have a bench full of NBA players. That shit didn't work. The Knicks didn't make it. The LeBron James went to the Cavaliers, a different system than he played in last year, a different coach that he played for last year, a different general manager than he played for, different teammates. And he takes them from nothing to the NBA championship. Now, is the league that bad? Is the East that la- is it really that bad? That wow, LeBron James, you know, he made it. You know, it's just because it's that because it's that bad. And if it's that bad, why didn't they get swept? And as a matter of fact, not only did they not get swept, but they were pretty close to a couple games. They were close to winning. It could have very well have been seven games. They could have even won. Remember, now he played without two NBA All-Stars. Phil, I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. But one thing that I do understand is this is a brand. Shout out to my friend who bought in the 1980 Ohio State banner. Fiesta Bowl 1980. See, that's what happens when you get a chance to, to travel and play in bowl games. You get to see and experience things different. And you know what happens then? You end up moving there. 1980 Fiesta Bowl, last bowl game I played in. Somebody bought me a banner. It was right here in Phoenix, Arizona at ASU Stadium. And a good friend bought a banner in for me. Thank you very much. So let me get back to Phil Jackson. Really? New York, the largest market in the world. And you got to talk about another player from another. If I'm your players on your team, I'm wondering, Coach, could you say a little bit about me? Or you, you might be mad because one of your ball players, a couple of your ball players are over there. But I just don't get it. Why waste the time? You know, you, you're, you're a professional. You can say next. Next question, please. Why would I want to sit here and waste my time? I'm required to talk to the media because if you don't, you get fined. So I'm required to talk to the media. But I am not here to talk to you about how somebody else's team did in the playoffs, why they didn't win, what kind of system they're running as the, compared to mine. You, you know, I guess you, if they, they ran your system, they'd have won. Really? I just, man, I'm just pissed. That's the bottom line. I'm having this hangover from them winning, losing the championship. But I do understand there's always next year. But when you got great coaches, see, they always want to hold players to certain standards. And, 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 and if, if anything that diminishes a player's value is how he presents himself in the media. And I think a, a GM or president, I think his value to the organization could be diminished to and to the brand when he speaks out about things about other teams and other players and how they're playing the game, and you can't even make it to the playoffs. But you want to criticize somebody else. I think you need to take a lesson about being a GM. And I I don't care if I have my facts distorted. I got partial. I got a little bit of it. That's all you need is a little sound bite. You hear a little bit, then you just take it and run with it. That's what everybody does. So I'm going to take it and run with it. 
Phil Jackson had no right to speak on or about the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's not his team. You didn't make the play. What gives you the right? They're in, they're in the East. What gives you the right? You see the way they, they put together a team? They put together a team in one year. Why couldn't you put together a team in one year and make it to the NBA championship? So then you could be talking about how your system failed you in the NBA championship series. But your system failed you all year. As a matter of fact, not many people out there are convinced that you have the right personnel to even run that system. Some people who think, you know, one of the greatest players, and I do, I like Melo. This ain't about Melo, this is about Phil. They don't think he can adapt to that system. You going to get rid of Melo? Melo decided he took the money and stayed. He got guaranteed money. So, you know, it's just, it's just hard. But, Phil, that's not, tell us a little bit about the, you know, the Knicks. When we going to see the Knicks in the playoffs? Tell us about that. When you going to play for a championship in Madison Square Garden, the number one basketball venue? Mm, you got, okay, you got a couple of them. Now you got the Staples Center. But Madison Square Garden? Well, come on, man. Really? When you going to get back? Kind of hard, Phil. We waiting on you. I want you to know that. I got to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And as I told you earlier, what matters to me is my, my man Kev Gasman, the Gas Man. What's up, man? 
What's going on, man? I understand there's this game out there, man, that I know very little about. I could say I could blame it on the fact that I've been hitting my head a few times, but, man, they've been hitting their head a lot of times, too. But I believe in showing respect. And if you've got those experts out there to know the game, let them talk about the game and let me just be a fan on the sideline. But there's this game out there called hockey, man. I understand that the Chicago, they delivered the goods again. Is that right? Yeah, they pretty much have a uh, pretty good uh, domination now. I mean, they've been making the playoffs for the long time, for the last like decade in a sense, and winning Stanley Cups for the last, what is it, three in the last five years, I believe it was, or can't remember the exact number it is, but they've been dominating. And it's nice because, you know, we have a lot of new teams in hockey that are, you know, from Tampa Bay and Florida, you know what I mean? So now it's good to see a good original six hockey team like Chicago win well, the Stanley Cup. Well, you know, that, that you're right about that. But a lot of times what people want to see is they, they want to see you spread the love a little bit because if, if more teams start winning, get excited, then that means new markets are opening up, you know, the league. They want to make more money. They want to get no expo- more exposure, uh, you know, brings more players' interest that, okay, this team can win instead of just that. Team. But I'm like, I like the traditional right. teams in there fighting for it every year. Uh, but, I mean, Chicago, man, I mean, they got the great uniforms, man. I don't know anything about hockey, but I know they got some <laughs> great jerseys. People always wearing them around. They look it's, good. It's nice. I, you know, you think about the, the domination. I mean, look at the NFL in the 80s and the 90s. There was basically three or four teams that ran 20 years of football. You're, you're, you're right about that, but, you know, they're just so fanatical. So let me ask you something. Are, are the hockey fans as fanatical as, as the football fans? I mean, because football, I mean, they're the extreme, you know. Is hockey the extreme? Is the fan base crazy like football fans? Yeah, I, you know, it's it, it's there. I think it's there in pockets. You know, there's. I don't think it's as there as overall because football. It's one day. It's you know. There's eight home games. You have a chance to park and tailgate for a long time. It's more of an event, I believe, as hockey, like basketball. You know, there's three, four games a week going on. So it's kind of hard to you know maintain that. I think fanaticism. So what? So what are what are people missing, Kevin? What is it that's happening at a game that's so exciting that the fans who are, I mean, the people that are not fans of the game. If they saw it, they would enjoy it and it might hold their attention because, you know, that's part of it. Yeah. You know, they're missing, you know, a large fan base. What would you say to them? Say, Boy, if you go to a hockey game, you'll see this kind of stuff. It'll pull you in. You'll be suckered in. You, you'll never miss another game. What is it? Is well, there go, anything? Yes. Going to a game, it's it's you got to go see it live. And it's the fluidity of the game is what it is. It's how it smoothly flows and the puck slides around and everyone just kind of works in synchronicity more than I think in any sport out there. So you can watch and appreciate that kind of synchronicity, that ballet, if you will, on ice with the fighting and the passing and the hitting and, and everything kind of going on. It's pretty exciting and exhilarating. TV needs to change their, their vision as well. I think sideline videoing the, the games aren't working. You need to have that. Remember the XFL? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where the cameras were above? Yeah. And so you think that's what happened. The, the viewership in terms of how you experience it on television, they've got to improve that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you know, it's all got to be visual. It's got to be working for yourself. Okay. Well, listen, man, thank you so much, man. You've been doing a great job with me here and everybody else. We appreciate you. All the work uh, that you've done behind the scenes has really made us, uh, you know, what we are today. And I think we're the number one uh, online internet uh, talk show company in the world. If we're not, we just became number one. Well, I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure working with you as well, and I can wish you continued success too, man. And uh, hopefully, we'll uh, paths work will cross pretty soon. Yes, man, you heard it right here live on Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. Let me get back to talking about Phil Jackson a little bit. Listen, you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I'm no, I don't play anymore, so I'm a fan. 
And and one thing that I, I like to do is, you know, I, I, okay, let me throw in a little bit of criticism every now and then. It's okay. But I'm respectful with my with my criticism. And 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 most of the times I can I can just take a little bit of what I've heard and I can run with it because I know, you know, don't stretch it too far because, you know, then it's a little bit of it's a figment of my imagination. But just in the context of what I heard and and the criticism that Phil Jackson had about LeBron James, I can just say there's no reason for him to address LeBron James. LeBron James is not coming to New York to play basketball. There is not an upcoming game on your schedule like next week. So there's no reason for you to be concerned about the play of LeBron James. You might as well just pay attention to your team, spend more of your time trying to get your team to become better and more competitive. You've got the number one basketball market in the world. LeBron James might be, and it's not self-proclaimed. There's many of us who have proclaimed that he is the number one basketball player in the world. I think he's done enough to justify. Somebody out there had, you know, five things that, that you know, why LeBron is not, you know, the best basketball player in the world. And about two or three of those reasons had to do with players that used to play. They used to play. They're not playing now. <laughs> okay? He's the best basketball player in the, world, in the world now. Michael Jordan is not a part of that conversation. Mike ain't playing. Mike owns the team. Mike don't play anymore. LeBron wants to be like Mike. He wants to own a team one day. I'm sure he does. He may own a piece of the Cavaliers at some point in time. But anyway, for what that man does on that basketball court, what he did on that basketball court, what he continues to do is make teams better, teams and players better. He's been to the NBA championship. Look, he's carried teams on his back. And, but when he's had good players, and, and a couple of times he's had some great players. Dwayne Wade is a great player, okay? But when he's had good players and, some, and a great one, he's won a championship. And he is the greatest basketball player. D-Wade gave it up to him. So, Phil, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't get that. I really don't get that. But let me move on to something. You, you know I was going to get there. I really was going to get there. Now, this whole Tom Brady thing, really. I mean, it's one thing about it. It's my understanding that Tom was going to testify under oath. Okay, I, I, maybe somebody's got to tell me something that I don't know because I, I, I damn sure don't know everything. But I thought the only place you testify under oath was in a court of law, in front of a judge. And if I put my hand up to God, and I've done it many times as a kid, and I've lied, Jesus, forgive me. I'm still, you know, I'm not going to go to jail. for that. There's no perjury. So if this man under oath, does under oath can you really hold somebody to something that they testify to under oath outside of a courtroom, outside of a real judge? Somebody's got to educate me a little bit because I don't know. 888-346-9144. You can call in. Give me a little feedback on this because Tom going in testifying. First of all, <laughs> under oath. 
You're going to testify if you knew if the ball was deflated at the maximum or minimum or below minimum. Under oath. Really, man? Can I, can I cross my fingers or my toes? I mean, is there a dude over here with a gun? I mean, what's going, is somebody going to come in and shoot up the courtroom? I mean, what is this? Really? It's about a football. If it was deflated or not. And the game is over. Now, the fact of the matter is, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've told folks this before. I need to, I need to reiterate it. I want to let you know. You still got to throw the ball. You still got to catch the ball. You still got to tackle and all that other stuff. There's a whole lot of things that happen in a game that sometimes I know everybody's trying to get an edge. But damn it, if you're cheating, you're cheating. And an edge in football is something that you do to get an advantage over the other person and you're successful at it when you don't get caught. An edge is cheating. That's all. Play by the rules. Do you not understand in football that if you move your hand before the ball is snapped, it's a penalty. That's cheating. You can't. No, we penalize you because you cheated. You started before it was time for you to start to play. Before the ball was snapped, you cheated. So we penalize you. Okay. so they cheat all the time when they get caught. On the field, they throw a yellow flag, and you're penalized for that. At least the other team has the option to accept the penalty, to take the penalty, or decline it. But they cheat all the time, all the time. So, Tom, is this where a case where you're saying, you know you cheated, but nobody saw me cheat, so I'm going to stick to my lie? You see basketball. We just got finished watching basketball playoffs. You see guys all the time. Somebody calls a foul on them. Man, they throw up their hands. They scream and all. They deny and ain't no. Not me. We're really, they're looking at the ref like he got three eyes. I didn't cheat. No way. Not me. Lo and behold, they show you the replay. They fouled him. It was a foul. Same thing in football. You know, it'd be passing interference. It'd be holding or something. Guys, you know, lying, throwing their hands up. Going to the refs, you know, denying the fact they didn't do it. Run the replay back. <laughs> Plain as day, they did it. Tom, but you swear it under oath, man. Really? So is this perjury? And if you swear under oath and you get caught lying, you purge yourself. Don't you, don't you go to jail? Or you can't go to jail for perjury. You're lying under oath. So is this whole thing about, you know, he's going to testify under oath? If he's caught lying, are we going to send him to prison? Because if not, we're wasting our time. Really, what the hell is this all about, man? I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And, you know, how many other places is it that when your boss, you know, says to you, okay, well, this is the consequences of your actions. Yeah, if you're in a union, okay, you can appeal. But, but that's the union to do it. But you to take a step out on your own and all this time, really, man? Now, everybody's asking a question is going to be an asterisk on his career. Hell yeah. How many guys have to go and testify under oath about if I lied about something to do with a football game? If nothing else, you give us something else to talk about, which adds an element to, to your legacy that nobody else has. So, yeah, there's going to be, it's going to be tarnished. And let's not forget about Spygate and everything. Come on, Tom. You really making us think we fools. 
I mean, you good looking dude. You got your thing going on. I ain't got no man crush, you know, but you got your girl. Y'all look great looking family and everything, man. Don't do this to yourself. You don't need this. It's too late, though. You busted. And you got to prove Roger wrong. You think Roger wants to be proven wrong? Tom Brady? Roger wants to win every time he can win. See, you don't have any domestic violence on you. You know, the world is against him on that. You know, you, you don't have any child abuse. You know, you can't do that. So, but you've got, man, you, 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 you've got all the other fans against you guys. So I'll tell you what, what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to take a break. I'm not going to give Tom a break. I'm going to come back. I'm gonna, I, man, I may have to do the whole show on this because I just don't believe that he's doing this to himself. It's already tarnished. The New England Patriots, the entire organization has been tarnished. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. It's the Ray of the Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's hot. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, you hear that music, you know the show. It is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And what matters, my man Kev has been doing such a great job for me back there in the studios uh, as the engineer who's been uh, facilitating the, the back end of this show, Rail of Sports, uh, for at least uh, about the last year for sure. I know Kevin and I have been working together, uh, has decided that there's some new challenges ahead in life for him, and he is a man to meet the challenge. So, Appreciate the fact that he's been uh, supporting me, uh, obviously supporting you as well, and delivering uh, a great show. So appreciate that and continue to stay in touch with my man and, and wish him and his family and loved ones and everybody else the best. But uh, and Kev, man, know everything. He's my man. He's the guy I got to go to for hockey. So let me go back to Tom Brady, though. Um, Tom Brady came into the National Football League. Everybody knows this from the University of Michigan as an underdog, you know. Seventh round draft pick, I think it was, you know, seventh, fourth, somewhere around in there, late. Wasn't a first rounder. Um, you know, I don't think many people thought Tom had, you know, uh, the talent that he this has been displaying here in the National Football League. Um, I, I just don't think that it was that obvious. 
But here's a man who worked at his craft. Uh, and by the way, I don't care if he played for that team up north or not. You know, Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game in the National Football League. The only thing about it, and this is where I'm going with this on, is his legacy. Is his legacy going to have an asterisk? Is it going to be tarnished? Yes, because he was the quarterback that, you know, won the Super Bowls, but there was this question mark. You got, you got, you got Spygate? Come on, we can't let that go. We're not going to let that go. You know, you got, you got Deflategate. You know, you got these, you got criminals on your team, hardcore criminals on your team. You know, did you guys not know about that? You know, really? I mean, could you really play next to a man, play with a man that you know is a hardcore criminal and you don't see it? I mean, come on, we live in a society now where we, come on, there's too many things you, you know. Sometimes you see it and then you go back and look, they might say, well, you know, when we go back and look, there might have been some things that we saw, but, you know, we kind of overlooked it. But, mm, no. So Tom Brady, in my mind, yes, there's going, there has to be an asterisk. How can there not be an asterisk? I mean, when you think about it, you know, I don't even think the man needed the, the, the Spygate, Deflategate. I don't think you needed those things to help you win. But here's the thing about it. I don't think you needed them to help you win. But you know what? You felt you needed them to win. New England Patriots felt you needed to do these things in order to win. That's why you do them. Whenever people say, well, it really didn't make a difference. Now, me as a competitor, I'm, you know, that's just, that's just me as a competitor. But those people who try to justify you know, what they've done wrong by saying, well, it really, it, the ball is deflated. It doesn't make a difference. Okay, so why'd you deflate it? If, it? if it didn't make a difference, why'd you deflate it? Okay, Spygate, if it didn't give you a real advantage, then why'd you take the time out to do it? See, it can't be one way and the other way at the same time. It's either one or the other. And if you don't need to do it as, as valuable as, do you realize on a football field, fractions of a second is valuable time that you can't afford to lose. Things happen so rapidly. And your, your mind, your brain, everything just has to function, you know, without hesitation. Your mind, the, the whole body, the body works together. And, and that's exactly what's that message that comes from your brain that has to be transmitted down to your foot to tell you to plant and drive or to jump or to run or your hands to catch or to grab or your form, all those things, that message that's transmitted has to get there in a fraction of a second, and you're going to try to tell me that watching somebody else's video doesn't make a difference? Bullshit. Yeah, we can say that here. Bullshit. That, that, it, it makes a hell of a difference. That's why you do it. And so now Tom Brady's record and his legacy has come under fire. It should be under fire. Nobody else right now. Drew Brees is not in court. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is not in court. Russell Wilson is not in court. They're, they're, they're not in court. I, I just don't understand why you think that this, this would not tarnish his legacy for those out there that thinks, oh, uh, no, this won't. When they sit around talking years from now, 15, 20 years, 
Shout out to the big boy show. The big fellas, this is how you can tell when it's, when it's you know, football is, is go- season is over with and basketball season is over with and hockey is over with and baseball's here. The fellas on the big boy shows, they take off. And then let them start talking about other stuff. And so that's what I got to do. I got to talk about other stuff. But what I'm going to talk about is football and this man cheating. And it, 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 if, it, if it doesn't affect the outcome of a game, you wouldn't do it. That's, that's all you got to think about. You don't, you, when you do anything in sports, like I said, you try to gain advantage. You push as far as you can, but you don't break the rules. You put your hand on the line as close as you can, but you don't get into, okay, again, remember now there's a neutral zone. You get into the neutral zone. Your fingers are in the neutral zone, not your shoulder, not your elbow, your fingers in the neutral zone, five-yard penalty. You didn't, go before the, you didn't go before the whistle was blown. You didn't go before the ball was hiked. What you did is you lined up in the neutral zone. Penalty. That's cheating. So we've just got this thing where we've got to, Actually, stop and think about if we want to give Tom Brady a pass, because certainly 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, we're going to be talking about the New England Patriots under the helm when, when Tom Brady was was the man. He was the quarterback. He was the, he was the signal caller making it happen. Yeah, but so you don't need any yet. But when you get the yeah, but you got a problem. There's an issue. That's an asterisk. Yeah, but is an, ast- an asterisk. A- a- that means, okay, let's go down here and see what it says down here at the bottom of the page. Oh, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots were brought into court. Uh, he testified under oath as it relates to balls being deflated to give him an advantage in throwing the football. Ah! Cheater! That's what that is. Cheater. We're going to call it what it is. So I tell you what, anybody, somebody out there, just call, tell me you love Tom Brady and why you love him. Besides, he's got a fine wife and you got a man crush on him and him being a good quarterback. Tell me why you love him when he's been identified as a cheater. Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm telling you, I don't mind. You could cheat if you want to. We play a game. That's, that's a referee's job to catch you. Because if he doesn't catch you, you're not cheating. Right now, Tom is in court. He got caught. And I told you, Roger, Roger does not want to go and lose anymore in the public's eye. He can't lose anymore. He's got Tom. Tom has pushed him so much. Rather than accepting his punishment, Tom is saying, I'm going to come in and I'm going to prove you wrong, Roger. Really? Now, Roger Goodell can't. That's another that's a, that's another asterisk against him. Can he call out Tom Brady, have members of his staff call out Tom Brady, then punish him to the tune of four, a four-game suspension, and then come back and say, no, man, y'all were wrong. As a matter of fact, you were so wrong, I'm going to prove you wrong, and then what you've done, I may even sue you, because now what you've done is, you know, my reputation has been damaged. That's a character assassination. You, you assassinated my character. You're calling me a cheater. These people out here, you know, corporate people might not want me to be in their environment when I leave this game now because you've identified me as somebody who's a cheater. There's reputational damage that, that, that has cost me millions of dollars. I couldn't get any deals in the offseason because you cost me millions of dollars because you, you're saying I'm a cheater. 
that's just costing me money. It's affecting my family. Now my wife, you know, you know, this great model, you know, she's married to a cheater. She might think I'm cheating on her now. Roger, Roger can't lose this one. He's going to have to, to whatever degree I think it is, he's going to take this. Because, listen, Roger can't defer this and say, well, you know, that was Troy Vincent. No, Troy reports to you ultimately. And when the message goes out, you have scrutinized that, that message. You know exactly how the public is going to receive it. And you've thought about this. You've, you've, you, you've, you've got all your people here that deal with you and, and the media and the reaction, and you're prepared for the reaction from the media. You've rehearsed it. You've gone over it. You know what to expect. The anticipation is killing you guys, but then it happens. You release the story. You give your report. You tell them what your findings are. You tell them who the person is. You tell them what the consequences are. And bam, then strong public opinion comes out, either for you or against you. In this case, Roger, some people were for you penalizing New England Patriots, and the others were against you. And those who are against you, and I mean, I just came from up there in Boston. There's a whole lot of people in that northeast part of the country that is against what Roger Goodell is doing. But for Tom Brady, I really, really think, listen, Tom, Tom is the kind of guy, he really doesn't need this type of attention. His attention is normally, you know, on the field, you know, and even all, in the offseason, you don't hear a whole lot about Tom Brady. Now, I don't know why. I, I, I can't, for the life of me, I don't know why. Probably because it's cold as hell over there in, uh, you know, New England. That's where he's spending most of his time out. But where's the paparazzi? How come they're not hanging out at Tom Brady's house all the time? He's got a supermodel wife. Probably got some beautiful kids. How come they're not bugging them all the time? Because they don't want to go up there to New England. It's cold as hell. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is Tom is, you know, brought himself out to, the, to address the public finally. And this is the part that's going to bother everybody is why didn't you just do this from the beginning? What are you going to tell us now that you didn't tell? Why? Did you not believe Roger was serious? Why would you not address it from the beginning when he asked for the information? In part, Tom Brady is, you know, responsible for the lingering effects of what's happening because he could have put it to rest at the very beginning. That's the part that, you know, that's really tarnished him. It's, it's been able to hang around. It's been a cloud over his, over his, his legacy because the fact that he wouldn't cooperate this is roger goodell again tom and you know so you're fighting it's you against roger you can't win that one roger can't afford to let you win that one you can't be bigger than the game and if they were willing to you know hey let's go back and review it early on instead of you taking it to the point where you gotta put your hand to god and swear on a bible under oath You've taken this too far now, Tom. So you, you're not going to win this one. You're, you're, there's going to be something where, and this is, a, you, you've already had a chance to be innocent. Now you're guilty, and you've got to try to reverse it. I see i got about 30 seconds here, so I'm going to go ahead and go to a quick break. We're going to come back. It's going to be the last one. Last break, of course. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, okay, that's enough about Tom. I've given Tom, you know, about two thirds of the show. Uh, but uh, I got to talk about something else. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's really interesting uh, because it's one of these things where sometimes things are believable and other times they're not. And there's usually a, you know, a halfway point where you get, where you go say, okay, I'll meet you halfway there. I can believe this, but but I can't believe that. That's a little bit too much sensationalism to just try to, you know, provide entertainment. But I'll tell you what, ballers, you you, you saw it. If you did this on HBO, it's, um, it's to me. It, it's it's really, it's a good show. It's little. It's it's a lot of humor in it. You know, it's kind of funny to me, uh, but at the same time, it's uh, there's some things to it that are. I mean, it's it's uh, it's catering the line of what's really going on. Dwayne Johnson, we know him as The Rock, a former NFL player. I, I think Dwayne actually played at the U too. And uh, he's got a new show called Ballers. Uh, you know, a couple of the fellows was on this. Premiere the other night, and and I taped it and I watched it last night. And I'm gonna tell you what, it, it was entertaining. Let me just say that uh, it was entertaining. Some things you see, you know, <laughs> are they uh, pushing it? Are they pushing the envelope? Yes. You can even go online and um, and just Google it because I think the NFL has some concerns about you know how far they're pushing the line 
uh, they are using uh, the NFL brand. Uh, you know, you got a couple, you know, you'll see the Miami Dolphins logo, I'm sure, which is a concern. Uh, but then again, you had the coach, you know, Don Shula, the only undefeated uh, coach in the history of the National Football League since we've had uh, the Super Bowl. Nobody else has won the Super Bowl as an undefeated team uh, except Don Shula. Uh, Larry Zonka uh, was also in the premiere as well, had a little cameo appearance, both of those guys sitting on the boat uh, with the player, um, uh, with the coach and the player about to engage into some type of conversation about joining their team. But I, I can say this, it's, it's worth it. You see a lot of times there are shows out there, and uh, I remember um, Wood Harris. Uh, I spoke to Wood, uh, had a chance to speak to Wood on the phone. A friend of mine, shout out to Harry Davis, uh, was doing a piece, and, and Wood was in that, you know, on here in Harry's piece. Uh, Wood, of course, uh, you remember the show in Baltimore uh, that they did. And again, Wood, forgive me, but <laughs> I can't think of the name of the show in Baltimore. Uh, but Wood, of course, uh, played in uh, uh, a great, um, I, you know, football movie, I called it. I think I offended him because I called it a, a football movie. Um, but I'm pretty sure, if I am mistaken, it was uh, Remember the Titans. If I got it wrong, forgive me. But it was a great movie. He played a great part in it. And uh, and what I liked about it, and I call it a football movie, because some of them, I, I wouldn't even identify them as a football movie because they, you know, they have nothing to do with the game of football. But when you depict the game in such a way that I, I, I'm going to give you the respect of, of saying, hey, it was a football movie and it was a good one, um, that's that that that's that's an honor, you know. I I would think if you uh, respect the game and the people who played the game, then that's an honor for somebody. To say, you know, uh, shout out to I'm dropping names today. Shout out to Adam Sattler, uh, uh, Sattler, Sandler. I think it's Adam Sandler. Is where I pronounce it. I should pronounce it. I got a chance to bump into Adam. I went to visit my daughter at the Boo ice cream shop down there that she works in every now and then and Adam and his uh, kids came in and I just told him hey man I appreciate the fact I got a daughter uh, and and you just were a, a gentleman and, and you treated her nice you know and I just you know thank you for that and he said you know you're a good man for saying that so uh, but I say that again I'm just he, he's a good actor and uh, it made me feel like the water boy <laughs> You know, I am a pro ball player and I'm talking to an actor about it. So, you know, but anyway, uh, made me feel like a water boy. But he, he, he's good at what he does. He makes people laugh. He's good. So if I had told him, man, I was a good comedy, I just told him he's a good actor. And I just appreciate, you know, his work. And, you know, he's a good man. And, you know, he said I was a good man. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, Wood got offended because I said he made a good football movie, man. It, it, was, a, it was a good football movie. Uh, I'm telling you, this show that The Rock has, Dwayne John, it's good. It's entertaining. You're going to see some things. I think what he does is I think he pushes the envelope. I think he certainly, all the stereotypes out there that you hear about athletes, uh, he pushes them. But I, I, I'm going to say this to you, too. I sit there on the couch with my wife watching the show, and there were a couple lines a couple times throughout the show. I think it was a half an hour. Maybe. I don't think it was an hour. Maybe let, Let's say a, an hour at the most, obviously, but I think it was maybe a half an hour. Uh, I finished some of the lines before they did. So that tells me how realistic it was, the show was, and how realistic the show is. 
because there were some things that I, as it was going, it's just like a play. I could watch a football play as it evolves, and I, I know what's going to happen. I, I, I just, like I had the lines in my hand. I was reading the script. I knew what was going to be next, what was going to be said next, because it was so real. To me, that means he's doing a good job of bringing to you real-life experiences of what happened to some ball players, their lifestyle, and again, not to be critical of it, just understand that it's entertainment. What you see on TV is entertainment. Some aspects of the entertainment is mirroring something that, a way that some people live. Not all guys who play ball, you're seeing the flash, if you will, when you watch this show, and it's called Ballers. You're seeing the flash. You're not seeing the conservative ball players. This, this, is, this is all the bells and whistles that everybody hears about and wants to see. You're going to see the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, the Porsches, the Bentleys. You know, you're going to see it all. You're going to see it all. You're going to see the bikinis. You know, you're going to see girls with clothes on, no clothes on. You know, at least in the first episode, that's, that's what you saw. So all the glitz and, you know, you're going to see all that. So you won't, if you're looking for that, you won't be disappointed. You know, but it also the reality of some things that happen in the sport, you're going to see some of that too. And I think that's, I think that's what, you know, first thing Rock wants to do is get your attention. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, he wants to get your attention. And then afterwards, you know, um, I, I think he perhaps maybe would um, open up to some things that, that are a little bit more important to people about the game. Because when you see the game on TV, you obviously are watching the game for the game. And then afterwards, it's that other celebrity part of the game that you only get to witness when you see the, you see the fellas out someplace, hanging out at a club, out at a restaurant, out at an engagement, or, you know, just being normal people like everybody else, shopping in a mall, making a personal appearance at a concert, having dinner. You know, they're, they're human beings, so they, they have to entertain themselves themselves in a way that they enjoy it. And sometimes some guys push it to the extreme. And then, of course, you got those people who want to join the party. And that's what this is all about. He, he's given a chance to let you join the party and, and see what it's like from behind the scenes. He's bringing that. He's letting you inside the locker room. He's letting you, you know, into, you know, the RSVP section, you know, the VIP section. He's, he's giving you a chance to be a part of that right in your living room and to enjoy it. And so, I, I, again, I, I just want to I I commend him and compliment him on the transition and the success that he's had in his profession as an actor and how he shared that with other athletes and brought them into the fold. And he's doing a good job because somebody's going to do it. Shout out to Mark Wilborn, too. Mark Wilborn, Mark. Doing a great job. He's the executive producer of this. Great job. Great job. So, uh, also, I want to uh, give a, uh, a shout-out. I saw the piece on Jay-Z and uh, my good friend uh, Marvin Frazier. Marvin, Marvin Frazier's daughter, Mar Frazier. She was executive producer of that, that whole documentary about Jay-Z. Uh, you know, surprise! Don't be surprised what athletes and their families are doing nowadays. They're getting a chance to do some things and and really having great success. And I've been having great success here at Voice America. I couldn't do it again without my man Kevin back there. And, and Kev, I just again want to thank you 
Um, I just really enjoyed working with you over the over the year. And uh, I know you're going to be taking off and uh, wish you the best. I don't know if you're still there, but yeah, if you're yeah. all right, man. Thanks, so man. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with you, even though you play for the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, it could have been worse, man. I could have played for Tampa Bay, you know, <laughs> as you said, that other hockey team that tried to win a championship that, right on, that was not successful. So thanks a lot. So all you people out there listening, it's been great. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.